Lead the Appraiser for another episode of Amazing Appraising here in our brand new gallery. APR, APR 57. 57 here in New York City. How's everyone doing? 57th in Broadway. They call us the Plaza District. So we are here discussing the current events of the week. So we are going to be talking uh, at the end of the episode with, or towards the end, with our good friend, Mr. Abe, who is going to be telling more about, I guess, his reminiscing with some of his history and stories he had with a young and up-and-coming Jackie Mason, how they, uh, he wrote comedy, wrote jokes for him, uh, helped him perform, etc. And so that will be towards the latter part of our show. And today we're going to be giving an update on the current events, new things that have come the uh, new items uh, from the, again, we like to say unusual items from the unusual people that own or bring them here. Let's talk about a couple things. So first of all, the market for collectibles is still going through the roof. The prices are at an all-time high for sports memorabilia, for vintage watches, for better coins, uh, basically everything. People are uh, getting the handle on this and are basically anything that was made in a semi-limited supply that is in demand is the prices have been escalating at a tremendous rate. Vintage watches, for example, there's some, a couple rare model Cartiers recently sold at auction for over $130,000. Crazy. I would say a lot of watches have gone up anywhere from 25 to 50 percent and even more within the last year. If you have any vintage Cartier or Rolex or Patek Philippe, that you wish to have appraised and possibly sold, again, we encourage you to bring them in and we can give you a current evaluation. If you need a written insurance appraisal, we can provide that as well. If you want us to authenticate them and evaluate them and repair them, all that is provided typically on the spot. So if you have any questions about things, those uh, types of watches, please bring them in. If it's uh, some vintage Rolex or Cartier that uh, one of your parents left you or an aunt or uncle or grandfather. Uh, we had a watch recently, a Patek Philippe Perpetual Calendar that was made in 1980. It was purchased in 1980. I think the gentleman paid, I think it was $15,000 for it. And um, he passed it on to his son who brought it in here a couple weeks ago. It was in the bank for almost 40 years. And we paid the guy, uh, I think it was over $110,000 for that watch. So if you have anything that you think is rare or valuable, please bring it in and we'll be love to look at it. Again, sports cards have become very popular. If you have any uh, baseball cards, particularly before the year 1970, we will look at the more current cards if they're rare. So if you have any of these limited editions up to, you know, whatever, 5, 10, 20 pieces, of a particular card, they typically will have the um, the quantity of what was issued on them. Please bring them in. We'll be happy to appraise them. Any basketball, football, or ho- hockey cards before 1970, we are interested in those. Even before 1985, we will buy them or appraise them for you and offer you a tremendous amount of money for them. People have asked us uh, about the coin market. Gold and silver prices have been relatively stable for the last month or two. Gold is close to, we'd say, about $1,850 an ounce. Silver is close to $26 an ounce. Platinum is close to $1,100 an ounce. If you have any of those coins that you wish to buy or sell, 
Now appears to be a great time. If you're looking to sell them, you will get a lot of money and you will probably not lose out on them going up much further as they, I'm not going to say peak, but they seem to be stable at these prices and this is well, well above the typical lower prices that they've been over the last number of years. So this is a very, very good time to sell. We can pay you on the spot, cash, uh, check, whatever you prefer. We can trade them for watches, whatever you would like. In addition to that, if you wish to buy the coins, now would also be a very good time for an investment. You have money is plentiful. There's a good chance for upgrowth in the coins, particularly silver and gold. So it would be a good time to invest some of the money that you may have in precious metal in this very unusual time of uncertainty. So I would say this is one of the unusual times that you can't go wrong whether you buy or sell your coins at this moment. We are going to be taking a very, very short break and we'll be right back from a word from one of our sponsors. Did you know gold and silver prices are at an all-time high? If you have any gold, silver, or platinum coins, bullion, Franklin Mint items, diamonds, jewelry, art, antiques, paintings, French furniture, any Tiffany items, sterling flatware, Judaica, oriental rugs, older baseball cards, sport and entertainment memorabilia, watches, especially better watches such as Rolex, Patek, Philippe, Vacheron, Tiffany, IWC, Cartier, Breguet, Omega, Breitling, Bulgari, just to name a few. APR 57 Gallery will buy them all at the highest cash prices in any condition, even broken. APR 57 Gallery also needs any designer jewelry such as Cartier, Tiffany, Buccellati, Von Cleef, Harry Winston, and Bulgari. Now is the time to cash out at the world-famous APR 57 Gallery on 57th Street in New York City across from Carnegie Hall. They'll also come to your home and do certified insurance appraisals. So if you have anything of value, call them for a free appraisal and high cash offer at 212-246-2000, 212-246-2000, or toll-free 1-800-772-0054. This is Lee the Appraiser for another segment of Amazing Appraising here in our gallery. Now we're going to talk a few minutes about various types of artwork. We just opened up a brand new gallery here. We are going to be, we have probably several thousand different pieces of art on the walls hanging. Anywhere from old master paintings to limited edition prints to original contemporary art pieces from all aspects of life, all different artists, all different talents. I think people, you'd be surprised, so many people are interested in art and love to be creative and love to, you know, draw, paint, sculpture, and just make various pieces. In fact, we're very fortunate to have across the street from us on 57th Street, we're directly across from the Art Student League. We had contacted them. They had contacted us about some collaboration of working together in promoting their school, their classes, etc. We'd love to be able to do that with them. They were closed for a long time. They had some uh, building problems. I think they're getting ready to reopen and have all their classes back in house. So we are going to give them a shout out. They just verify that they're up and running. But anyhow, I want to just talk about what makes art valuable and how a basic layman can figure it out and value. So right now I'm going to pull up a piece of art. Okay, so this piece is done by an Israeli artist. I have to remember that we have the uh, radio audience that's listening to it. So basically, I'm just going to get to the nutshell here as well. In order for a piece of art to be valuable, you prefer to have the original hand-painted, hand-drawn piece of artwork, okay? That's the original, the one-of-a-kind, first edition, first piece, all done in the artist's hand, 
Okay. After that, typically, they will in art, not all the times, but sometimes they make prints, and they will make what's called typically artist proofs. Could be anywhere from five, ten, twenty pieces. And after that, they're typically numbered and marked. And uh, some of the artist proofs are numbered, some are not. In uh, Europe, in Europe, they or the European editions are called EA, and those are typically very desirable. The artist typically will give those proofs sometimes to family members as gifts, sometimes to the um, the publisher. And some of those could be very valuable. Again, they're not the handmade full original, but they're the next best thing. And you have a lot of famous artists, Picasso and Chagall and Dali, that these artworks are have, since they're so popular, have multiple editions. So then after the artist proofs, you might have a limited edition of the next 200, 500 pieces. Sometimes they are signed and numbered, sometimes they are not. And as you go down the line, the more pieces that are made, the more quantity that's available, typically the lesser demand and the lower the value and lower the price for those pieces. So ideally you want as close to the original, the one-of-a-kind original if possible, and then going from there. So what you do not want are prints that have either no numbers on them or very high numbers, you know, 500 out of Mm 5,000. That meant Mm -hmm. that they were 5,000 pieces made, and this is number 500 of that series of 5,000. So typically, in most cases, they're not very valuable because there are 5,000 of that edition, and even if there's 5,000 people that want it, they're probably not going to pay a lot of money for it. So um, you typically want, huh? I have a question, and it might. Sure, Miss Blue. What do you have? All right. Let's say you have a print, and there's, like you said, five thousand of those, you know, prints that out were, there. Uh, that well, that were originally made. Right. That were originally made, and you have one out of five thousand, or you have four thousand nine hundred ninety-nine out of the five thousand. Okay. Does that influence the artwork at all? by having, you know, whichever number in between 5,000. So, okay, so what your question is, does the number of the print, the number of the edition, if it's one of, let's make it simple, let's just say it's one of 500, you have one of 500. So is that number, the first number, if you have the first one, one of 500, or you have the last one, 500 of 500, or you have the one in the middle, 250 of 500, would that make any difference? So the answer would be, Again, it's going to go ultimately to demand. Mm -hmm. And in most cases, the difference would not be significant. Mm. However, I certainly would consider paying a premium for, if it's something that I liked and it was a nice piece and a rare and valuable piece, I would certainly pay more and feel it's easier to sell if I had the very first one. Yes. And I would say even the very first five, especially if it's a very popular piece. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you were... Because that means typically you have to be somebody special to get the first one. That's mm-hmm. the same thing if you're buying a watch. If we mm-hmm. had a watch and they made 500 pieces and you had the first one or second one, you know, the first one might not even be available because the, the, the company themselves might want to keep it. But So the first one might be reserved for the company, maybe the designer. But if you can get your hands on the first one or the last one, number 500, mm-hmm. I would say those two, you know, the last one that was made would have a certain cachet as well as the first one. So, Interesting. I, so the, other than the first couple or the last couple, 
I would say there's probably not much of a premium on all the ones that are in the middle. Mm, we had okay. sold a couple years ago. Uh, I think his name was he's a very famous contemporary artist. His name is Damien Hurst. Mm. He was actually known for he puts animals in like uh, dead animals yeah. uh, in tanks. Yep. And he had like sold a I think a shark for I don't know probably a couple million dollars or something like that. He does very crazy things. So <laughs> he actually drew some pictures of uh, Mickey Mouse. And we sold one of his, and I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was like an edition of 200. Yeah. And this, I think this piece was number 100 or 200, I believe. And, uh, you know, I don't, we got a, a premium for that piece based on the number. Mm-hmm. It happened to be a very rare, valuable piece. We gave it at a very good price considering the market. I, I think the retail was 100K and we sold it for like 49K. But just so happens to be part of the selling point I told him was the fact that it was like number 100 out of 200 pieces, mm-hmm. I believe. So if you guys have any questions about art, how to evaluate it, how to appraise it, you want to authenticate it, we're get, you know, we get questions on a daily basis of these things. That's our specialty. We're happy to look at it or praise it and tell you and evaluate it for you. In most cases, there will be no charge to do that. In some cases, if there's a significant amount of time and research involved, there may be a small fee. Mm. Um, but we buy everything, and certainly if we buy it, we typically waive the fee. So please give us a call or text us at our numbers, uh, 212-246-2000, and we're happy to answer any additional questions you have. We'll be taking another short break, and we'll be right back. Do you have a car that you may want to sell for the highest immediate cash price with the absolute best and most convenient service available? APR 57 is New York City's leading buyer of all collectibles of art, jewelry, watches, antiques, as well as used or vintage cars. If you have any used or pre-owned cars that you want to sell immediately for the highest cash prices and be treated like the valued client you are, call or text us at 212-246-2000. Be sure to bring your vehicle to our new 4,000 square foot gallery on the corner of Broadway and 57th Street for a final inspection and a verified high cash offer payment. So call or text us today at 212-246-2000. That's 212-246-2000. Remember, APR 57 is the go-to place for getting the highest cash price for your valuables such as rare watches, diamonds, gold jewelry, gold and silver coins, sterling flatware, Tiffany items, stamp collections, sports cards, memorabilia, fine art, Judaica, as well as used cars in any condition. So drive in or stop by West 57th and Broadway to get the highest and fairest cash offer on the spot. Free snacks and drinks while you wait. Hello, everyone. This is Lee the Appraiser back for another segment of Amazing Appraising. We're going to reminisce as we talk about history and antiques. I want to talk a couple of minutes about an old friend of mine. His name was Bert Podell. I actually have two old friends of mine by the same name. That's pretty cool, right? So we're going to talk about the first Bert Podell, okay? This is a Mr. Bert Podell who came to me in our first gallery, uh, my gosh, probably almost probably 40 years ago. He came into our uh, small shop and he said that he has an office around the corner. He was one of the leading accountant and management firms for a lot of the major uh, celebrities, including a lot of singers, rappers, musicians, and some athletes. He handled their finances and financial matters and uh, he came in saying that he also was uh, bragging a little that he was when he was like 15 years old he was the official bat boy of the New York Yankees that's what started him collecting he got a lot of bats and artifacts 
from the Yankees. And uh, he became a very good long-term friend of ours. We did a lot of business together. And it so happens he came in right after we purchased one of, I would say, one of the most amazing things that we have handled. And it was something specific. It was a woman's red lipstick kiss on a white napkin. One more time, a red lipstick kiss. That means the woman put lipstick on her lips, kissed a napkin, a white napkin, paper napkin, and she wrote, loving kisses, <laughs> Marilyn Monroe. And wow. so we got that from somebody. It's the only one I have ever seen. And Mr. Podell came into our gallery like the day after we bought it. He told me if I had anything cool and interesting. And I said I did. And he bought it in a second and gave me a big hug and kiss. So anyhow, <laughs> that no was... Hopefully lipstick on. <laughs> yeah, hopefully with no lip... Right. <laughs> yeah, if, there was, if he gave it to me with lipstick on, I think two people would have problems. Okay? But anyhow, that was one of the more unique items that we've ever handled. And probably today, I can't imagine what that would be worth today. Because I don't think there's never been a, another one that came onto the market. We were offered, actually... The, the Certificate of Conversion by Marilyn Monroe. So I believe she married Arthur Miller, who was Jewish, in 1956, and he requested that she convert to Judaism. So we were offered many years ago her original conversion contract document. I don't remember at the time exactly the details, but they were asking about ten to $20,000 more than we were agreeing to pay for it at that time. Uh, probably now, uh, 30 years later, it's probably worth more than they were asking. But we can't live in the past. we got to live in the present and the future. So that was a very cool item that she had. We do have in stock, we just got in an original photograph of Mel Monroe and Joe DiMaggio right when they got married. It's an unpublished picture in black and white, a beautiful photograph. What makes it more interesting is it actually has a picture of Joe DiMaggio, he is smoking a cigarette, and he never wanted to be photographed smoking. So this is one of the few photographs, I think, known of him actually smoking. I feel like more athletes were smokers back in the day, and then they became stricter, but I feel like more athletes were always seen smoking cigarettes. Well, because Miss Blue was considered to be cool, everybody, not only athletes, but the general public, and not only men, but women. Yeah, it but was it cool goes to, to show, smoke. It goes to show how society didn't really consider health because an athlete should be taking care of their health, not smoking. It or, was advertised so much that it Or became. it's also the fact that the cigarette companies were very successful in not allowing the information to come out mm. that it was so detrimental to your health. Mm. So I would say that that's the major reason mm -hmm. that people smoked is because they didn't know it was as bad you'd think they would know but they didn't really know it was as bad as it turns out to be so i think that was the main reason mm. that this happened so we are going to take another short break and we're going to be right back possibly with mr abe right talking about mr jackie mason okay i can just see him now like preaching to god and preaching to the angels Sir, do you understand? Do, do you get it? Do you got it? I don't know what he's going to be saying, okay? Am I talking to you? Anyhow, so we'll be right back at this brief message.